It's time for another episode of Gospel Preaching Live, brought to you by the Kearney Church of Christ, which meets at 406 North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. Make plans to come out and visit the brethren who look forward to seeing you. And now the host of Gospel Preaching Live, Richard Dodson. Welcome to Gospel Preaching Live. My name is Richard Dodson, minister of the Kearney, Missouri Church of Christ. It's good people there. We sure love to see you. So if you're ever in the Kearney, Missouri area, stop in and see us sometime. We'll tell you a little bit more about the church later on in the program. But for tonight's lesson, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube and you want to leave a comment, go ahead and leave a comment in the comment section. And I do read those. Perhaps you got a, an idea for a sermon. Uh, you may have some criticism, whatever it may be. I don't care. I just like to hear it. So go ahead and write that in there. If you do like the lesson, give us a like and share it with as many people as you can. Now, if you're listening through some other means, maybe the radio show or um, the podcast, you can still contact me. You can call or text me at 816-686-9517. <clears throat> That's 816-686-9517. 9517. Bear in mind, I'm in the central time zone. Or you can email me at gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. That's gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. Again, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, tonight's lesson is a pretty good one, I think. It's uh, one that uh, talks about the, the apparel that uh, Christians are supposed to wear. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, now, what are you talking about? What do you mean by apparel? I've never read in the Bible that Christians are supposed to wear uh, something specific as far as apparel goes. Well, you know, there is much said about what we are to put on. Now, the picture, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can see a man's been putting on his hat, and there's very dis different things that we put on, hats, coats, you know, shoes, whatnot. But uh, the Bible talks about putting on Christ. And so this evening, I thought what we would do is kind of take a look in the Old Testament, how uh, the priests of the Old Testament were to adorn themselves, and then bring that comparison to the New Testament, because Christians are priests in the New Testament, and, and show how Christ expects them to adorn themselves. So when we're talking about um, adorning ourselves, yeah, you could say tonight's a, a fashion show, you might say. Now, it's not going to be the kind where you actually see physical clothing. We're going to be talking about spiritual clothing, but uh, it's going to be clothing none, nonetheless, a, a different type than maybe what you may be thinking about. So let's go ahead and jump into the lesson. In Romans 13 and verse 14, Paul told the Romans, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Now, right here is a good passage to lead in. This is our text, and we'll come back to this passage later on in the lesson. But I want you to notice what he's saying there. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's the same. It's It means the same as when your mother, when you were a child and it was, you know, cold outside, she might have said, put on the coat before you go outside. Well, here Paul is saying, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're probably thinking, if you're a Bible student, what does Paul mean when he says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ? How can I wear the Lord Jesus? Well, we're going to see that tonight. We're going to take a look and 
find out exactly how that is supposed to happen. But before we do that, I think it's important to go back to the Old Testament, the Old Testament being a shadow of the new. And I want you to notice specifically how the priests were supposed to adorn themselves, what kind of clothing they were supposed to wear. Now, if you read Exodus 28, 1 through 4, uh, notice what it says. It says, bring near to you Aaron, your brother, and his sons with him from among the people of Israel to serve me as priests. This is the Lord speaking. Aaron and Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar, and you shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. You shall speak to all the skillful whom I have filled with a spirit of skill that they make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, meaning set apart. Consecrate him for my priesthood. These are the garments that they shall make, a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a coat of checker work, a turban, and a sash. They shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, and his sons to serve me as priests. And so we can see actual physical clothes that the, the Levitical priests were supposed to wear, these sons of Aaron, Aaron and his sons, and, and you know, down through the years, all the of the tribe of Levi, those who served as priests, they were to wear these clothes. These are physical clothes, priests, and they were special. They were designed by God. And so this was to be done. This was to be fulfilled in order to meet God's commandment. Now, when we jump to the New Testament, and this is why it's something important for us to learn. In 1 Peter 2, 5, he says, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Yes, Christians are a priesthood under the law of Christ. We are not of the tribe of Levi, so other back in the law of Moses, we couldn't have been priests. But under Christ, we have been made priests. And bear in mind, the Lord made them specific clothing. And so now we're finding out, hmm, and we're supposed to put on Christ, is what Paul told the Romans, and we are a priest. In 1 Peter 2 and verse 9, he says, you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, a royal priesthood. So Christians are priests in the same way that the tribe of Levi, those Levitical priests, were priests under the law of Moses. And then in Revelations chapter 2 and verse 5, he makes it very clear. It says, to him who loves us, which is Jesus, and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so that settles it. We are priests. Do we have to have specific clothing? And obviously we do. We have to put on Christ. But what exactly does that mean? He's not wanting us to wear the clothing of the Levitical priest. We know that from Hebrews 10 and verse 1 when it says the law is but a shadow of the good things to come, that law being the law of Moses. He says it's a shadow of good things to come, which would have been the law of Christ, Instead of the true form of these realities, it can never by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year make perfect those who draw near. Okay, and the same thing is said in Colossians 2, 17. 
So the Old Testament was just a shadow of the new. And so now we can look back and say, okay, the priests had to wear certain clothing, and Christians, as priests also, need to wear certain clothing. What are they to wear? They are to put on Christ. And so it behooves us to know what that means. How do we put on Christ? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, as we're going to look at this for the rest of our lesson, when we're talking about putting on Christ, we're not talking about physical clothing. We're talking about a spiritual clothing. That's how we adorn ourselves. And, and the first point I want you to notice when we're talking about putting on Christ is by our obedience in baptism. Baptism is essential for us to be into Christ. I want you to look at Galatians 3 and verse 27. Notice what Paul tells the Galatians. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's what we're looking for. We put on Christ if we've been baptized into Christ. Well, what is that baptism? Baptism is an immersion. It is, according to Romans 6, it is a, a death, a burial, and a resurrection. When Jesus died, he was buried in a tomb, and then he was resurrected. In the same way, a man who comes to find out that he needs Jesus as his Savior because he has sinned and fallen short, he can receive forgiveness if the old man of sin dies. In other words, he makes this point. He says, I'm not going to live my life according to my standard anymore. I'm going to live by the will of Jesus Christ. And so when he makes that determination, there's a death taking place, the death of the old man that lived according to his own will. And so what do you do when there's a death? You bury them. And according to Romans 6, that burial is takes place in baptism. We see that in Acts chapter 8 with the uh, Ethiopian eunuch. When they came to a body of water, Philip and the eunuch both went down into the water and he was baptized. So you immerse them under the water. And when they come up, that's like being resurrected. As Jesus was resurrected, you, you come up in Christ. You are now a Christian. You belong to Jesus Christ. And that's what baptism is all about. In Acts 2 and verse 38 through 39, as well as many others, we're not going to get into the, the whole uh, of baptism tonight, but I want you to notice on the day of Pentecost what Peter said to all those men in Jerusalem who wanted to know what they needed to do to uh, uh, receive forgiveness. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus means his authority. You're doing this by the order of Jesus. Repent and be baptized, as we've already discussed. And it's important that you do it for the right reasons, because as you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, it says for, notice that, we can't overlook that, for the forgiveness of sins. And after that, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and to your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And so we see how important it is to be baptized in the name of Jesus for forgiveness. Because when this happens, that's one step that we take 
to be putting on Jesus Christ. Everyone who's been baptized into Christ has put on Christ. And so that's important that we be baptized. If you haven't been baptized, you need to be. And let me know if you're listening and you need to be baptized. Just make a point to reach out to me, and we'll see what we can't do to find somebody near you who will help you with that. Now, the second point we have when we're talking about putting on Christ, now remember, we're not talking about physical clothing that the New Testament Christian wears. It's a spiritual clothing. And so because he is at battle with the devil, he has to put on armor. He's a warrior. He's a warrior for the Lord. And so he has to wear his spiritual armor. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13 through 17 uh, really gets specific about this. It says, therefore, Paul said, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand firm. And it says, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. That's something you put on. And having put on, there's something else, the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is your spiritual armor, and Paul makes that very clear. These are the types of things that we need to take up in order that we can do the work of a priest. Remember, we're at war with the devil. We are fighting the Lord's battles. We have to be prepared to do that. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 8, Paul told the Thessalonians, since we belong to the day, let us be sober. And then he says this, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Pretty much what we have just read. You got to put on your spiritual armor. And again, that's not physical. That's nothing that you wear that's physical. Um, Not that uh, I'm saying that uh, we don't wear clothing. Yes, we have to be properly, uh, we have to cover ourselves. But uh, the, the attire that the Lord wants us to wear when he's talking about putting on Christ is spiritual in nature. And so we see, first of all, we put on Christ through baptism, and then we also find out we have to put on our spiritual armor so that we can do the work of a priest. And then thirdly, we're going to have to put something off. I mean, before you put something on, some things have to be taken off. And that makes sense. And we talked a little bit about that when we were talking about baptism. But uh, we're going to have to put off worldliness, carnal living, living by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Whatever our desires are, we, we can't do that. We have to live according to the will of God. And so these things have to be put off. Paul says in Romans 13, verse 12 and 13, remember now this was just two verses before the text that we had for our lesson. He says, the night is far gone, the day is at hand, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. There's that spiritual armor again. 
Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. And then it goes on. But we can see then that we are to cast off these acts of darkness, which is worldliness. These things should not be named amongst us. We can't be doing these things. So before you're a Christian, you know, you might have liked going to uh, parties and getting drunk. Or maybe you even enjoy doing drugs. Or maybe you were a, a womanizer or someone who chased men or, or you know, th those types of things. You know, that's just not uh, something that a Christian does. That's not part of putting on Christ. And those things had to be cast off, put away from us if we're going to be pleasing to God. And they can be. We can do these things. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 8 and 9 Paul says, you must, uh, but now you must put them all away. Let me go back here. Uh, you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. You know, think about some of these things. Obscene talk from your mouth. Well, something I have noticed lately is just how filthy uh the entertainment world is and the things that they're putting out on, on uh, uh, movies and television. And I can't help but think that that's going to encourage people to speak that way. And we cannot speak that way. We have to make sure that these things are put away. We don't do these things. And that's why he says, put off the old self with its practices. We had to make the determination we were going to do that when we were baptized. The old man, remember, was put to death. And so we had to be committed to putting these things off so that we can put new clothing on, spiritual clothing, better clothing, and we would be rightly clothed to do the work of a priest under, under the law of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 20 through 24, Paul said, that is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So it's very clear. We need to be making sure we are committed to putting off, getting rid of these works of darkness. We can't be doing it. It's just not something that we're supposed to be wearing. These things are supposed to be put off. You take them off like you take off a dirty shirt. Yeah, you know, earlier I had to uh, do some mowing, and uh, it was a little dry outside and windy, and I just had dirt everywhere. I was really filthy. And when I came in, I took a shower, but I didn't put that same dirty shirt on. I had already put it off and put it in the, the uh, laundry room. I put on a clean shirt. Now, why would I do that? Well, you put off that which is filthy and you put on that which is clean. And that's what Christians do. We put off the filthy way of living, which is after the way of Satan, and we put on the way of righteousness which is um, 
living as Christ lived. And, and that's what we should be wanting to do. Change of heart. That's something, that's our last point, too, of putting on Christ. We need to have a change of heart if we're going to be putting on Christ. If we look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 3 and 4, he makes this point about a woman who, uh, well, let me tell you about, uh, let me just read the, the passage. It says, do not let your adorning be external. The braiding of hair and the putting on of gold and jewelry and the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Now he's talking about, in this case, women, but this would apply to all of us. And we shouldn't be concerned about what we wear in this world. We shouldn't be concerned about the external, about how our hair's done, about the clothing we wear. We need to be very concerned about the hidden person of the heart. What's in our heart? Do we have a gentle and quiet spirit? Which, he says, in God's sight is very precious. We have to have that. That's something that has to be emphasized. But all too often, you'll see people, even before they come to church, you'll see people look in the mirror, and the thought is, do I look sexy? You know, that's a horrible thing. That's a hor No woman should ever ask themselves that when they're looking to go out in public. You know, that's something, looking sexy is something for you and your husband. You know, you, you're in, in private. That's that's just a, that's a private thing. You don't want to put temptation out in front of some other man, and a man doesn't want to put temptation out in front of another woman. So we we don't adorn ourselves if we're trying to put off worldliness. We we want to make sure that's cast off. We start thinking about what's in the heart because we want to be pleasing to God. We don't think about the things that we uh, wear on the external because it's just not important. It shouldn't be an emphasis in our life, but all too often, too many people do emphasize it, and that's really too bad. In Colossians 3, 12 through 15, he says, Put on, then, as God chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Yeah, we have to be compassionate kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord is forgiving you. And so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything. Yeah, we got to have a change of heart. We got to start forgetting about the me generation and we got to start thinking about uh, uh, the serving God generation, putting God first. And that means we change the heart. That's what God looks at. That's what God wants. And that's what we need to do. We need to make sure we are putting on the, the hidden man of the heart. He goes on to say, uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. All right, so there's your four points. If we're going to put on Christ, we need to be baptized. Galatians 3.27. You know, those who have been, uh, 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 those who put on Christ are those who are baptized into Christ. 
We also need to put on our spiritual armor while we're taking off worldliness. And then we got to make sure that our heart is changed. We got to start making our heart more like Jesus's. If we do these things, then we're going to be able to say that we are adorning acceptable apparel to be a spiritually thing, you know, spiritually sane in order to be able to do the work of a priest in the New Testament. As the Levitical priests had their apparel that they wore as they served God under the law of Moses. We can do this. This is something we can do, and it is not something that we should be uh, uh, black trying because it is definitely something that's very, very important. All right, if you're ever in the Kearney, Missouri area, hey, come look us up. We meet at 406 North Clark. Uh, we meet at 9.30 Sunday morning for Bible study, 10.30 for worship. And you can learn all about the church, everything you could possibly want to know by going to carneychurch.com. If you like this lesson, you want to hear more like it, tune to KPGZ 102.7 FM every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. And you'll hear uh, me preaching on, on the uh, radio station. Now, if you are not in the Carney area and you can't pick up the signal, uh, you can download their app. Uh, they do stream the signal. So wherever you are in the world, you can always hear it on Sunday morning, uh, 7 a.m. Central Time, and uh, you can hear a lesson from God's Word. Brian Spirits is a uh, Bible study show that I'm a part of with two other preachers, and we come on, we try to come on as every Thursday that we can uh, at uh, 10 a.m. Central Time, and uh, it's a live show. And we study a biblical topic each week. Those watching on Facebook and YouTube take part by leaving comments in the comment section. And, and you can be a part of it if you want. You could just go to carnychurch.com and press on the Brian Spirits app, and it'll take you where you need to be. Now, Gospel Preaching Live, as well as the Brian Spirits show, are both uh, uh, published in podcast form. So you can watch it on Spotify. Uh, or listen, whatever you want to do, but you can also uh, on Google Podcast, it's there as well. Okay, that's all I have for you this evening. Hopefully, uh, I'll be uh, uh, coming to you again real soon. Until the next time, uh, I forgot how I closed the show in that awful. Um, well, until God bless you, and we'll see you next time. This has been Gospel Preaching Live. Join us each week as truth is taught, faith is examined, and beliefs are challenged. Be sure and hit the like button so you can be notified of future episodes. And to watch past episodes, go to our website, carneychurch.com. This has been a work of the Carney Church of Christ.